Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. That's right, I'm still here. Your host, Sean Stroud, in case you forgot, just in case. How is it going? How was your Monday? Because that's right, I am getting this out a day late. All right. How was your Monday? Well, I hope it went better than mine, because I had a fucking shitty day. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) But we got to still find things to be thankful for. Got to find something like a silver lining, something to be positive about. And you know what? In the midst of all of it, I did. I was at work, just upset, not talking to anybody. Every time someone walked towards me, Aiden or Cullen... I it literally just in my head. I'm just screaming over and over again. Please don't come talk to me. Please don't come talk to me. Please don't come talk to me. And it's nothing against them. It's just uh, one of those moods where just any interaction with anybody is just. Let's keep it to the bare minimum. All right. I I, I think I did pretty good on just head nods and pointing until after after lunch. So. Uh, but but the positive thing that I'm getting at is. I'm so glad I don't have a job where I have to interact with people because holy shit, I can only imagine how depressing and disheartening it'd be to have to like fake a customer service smile or voice while you're just dying on the inside. I'm not, but just to be dramatic, while you're just dying on the inside and you're like, oh, you need, you need help finding the cheese? Well, uh, oh God, (laughs) it's in the back. No, Back away now before I explode. Just, I don't know. Just having to deal with dumbassery that you're not used to every day. I'm not going to pretend like the dudes in the shop aren't dumbasses, but at least I, I know what brand to expect of dumbassery. So that is one positive, not having to deal with people. And you know what? I did not want to today at all, but I went to the gym. Yep. Trying to start out strong this week because I've been slacking. I can't lie. Uh, try to make it four times a week minimum. And this week I've been, I'm sorry, the past few weeks I've been just sleeping in instead of going. For no real good reason other than staying up too late. Right, that's not a real good excuse. You, that's like showing up late to work. You're like, oh, so, sorry man, I stayed up too late last night. Really, motherfucker? Then take your ass back home and get some sleep, bitch. Like, no, that's not a good enough excuse. And I even saw Sadiq on Twitter. I don't remember the exact phrasing, so I'm going to paraphrase. He basically said, like, if you're going to to the gym right now, you need to quit bullshitting and put your full effort in. I saw that, hit like on that tweet, and resolved myself. I'm going four fucking days this week. I don't care if I do not want to go. I don't care if literally one part of my head, a majority portion of my brain is arguing against it as soon as I wake up, which is exactly what happened this morning. I woke up, and you know what? I woke up pretty refreshed for just like 10 seconds. 6.30, my alarm goes off. It's it's, um, Ski Mask and X, um, shit, Freddy versus Jason. Bitch a mask with the pack, real trap load, medicine, medicine, medicine. I don't know the fucking words anymore. Um, Beauty and the Beast with the clip, be cautious. Murder and pussy, I'm steady flossing. Oh shit, I leave them car fancy. I lodge a head in the window of Porsches. Yeah, I don't remember the words anymore, but that was an old school banger, bro. I, I love that song. But anyway, it, it went off. I woke up, eyes just wide open like the Squidward meme. And I actually said to myself, all right, not going to hit snooze today. Let's get up right now. But then I didn't get up right then. And so all that energy left me, and I ended up snoozing. Then I woke up after the snooze. And it's just like literally I'm I'm in debate club with myself. Like, well, your cup is clean. You know that you should. And you know you'll feel better if you do. So get up. And then the other side of me is just like, yeah, but 40 more minutes of sleep. That's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah, but you could just not get out of bed, which is 
a very strong argument, I might say. That 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 side of me in the debate was really pulling heavy, but I pulled through. I did what I had to do. Went up, got up, got to the gym. I got there a little bit late, but I fucking made it and I finished my set. Did all chest. Hit the gym, all chest, no legs. Tomorrow is legs, though, so I'm going to even it out. Try to, at least. There are only three leg stations, so you never know when you get up there if there's going to be one available or not. But that's right. This week, I'm resolving myself. Even though I had a shitty day today, I still went to the gym. And I'll be honest, I didn't, like, remember that I was having a shitty day until maybe halfway through the gym. And that's just because I have a bad memory. <laughs> I, I wake up just completely unaware of the situation I left the night before. And uh, then as the day progresses, I kind of settle into it. Like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm fucking dealing with. It's like I've, if, if I was playing a real-life game of Minecraft and I ran home, skeletons, creepers, zombies, and shit behind me. Like, I close the door, they're all banging on the door, and I'm just like, let me get to fucking sleep, so they'll despawn, and so I go to sleep, I wake up, and I don't, I don't think about it, but I go outside, and they're still fucking there after a while, like, same situation, even though I know in Minecraft, you can't actually sleep if there are monsters nearby, I know, alright, sorry, man, Minecraft was a legendary game. But yeah, that's been my Monday, just in and out of work. And I'm not going to lie, the, the the afternoon shift, I was feeling a little bit better. And that does have something to do with the fact that I came home on lunch, smoked three bowls. Because I, I got to be, I just got to be completely, um, fuck, what's the, what's the word for like calculating, cold and calculating? I got to be completely, it's not non-partial. I got to be completely honest. I'll just say honest. It's not the word I want. I'll be completely honest. There's there's not really a problem that three bowls can't fix or at least make a little bit better. So I did go back to work a little bit better. Ended up talking to Cullen in the afternoon. Just just about life, just about his kid, just about, you know, whatever the fuck. It's just nice talking to him, man. Cullen's Cullen's a good friend, bro. Even when he's not trying, like Okay, not too much on me fangirling over Colin right now, but I was, I'm pretty aware of my surroundings at work, or I try to be. There's a lot of shit moving around. There's a lot of people just randomly coming in and out. And I was breaking some shit watching YouTube, uh, Northern Line. I've been watching a lot of his tier list videos recently. He'll like do every snack ever tier list. Every drink ever tier list. And they're like an hour long, an hour, 20 minutes. It's just perfect for getting the day um, over with. But sitting there bringing stuff up, watching YouTube. And Cullen comes back from the store or some shit. We have this, uh, you know, Motley Mart, this little corner store we can walk to from work. He's walking back from there. And I look over just to see who's walking into the shop. And I made eye contact with him. And I didn't... Like, normally I'd say some shit like, oh, what'd you get? Just, you know, talk some shit, whatever, make a joke. I I made eye contact, saw it was him, and I just went back to what I was doing. And he came over to me, and like I said, as he was coming over in my head, I'm just like, please don't talk to me. Please don't fucking talk to me. Please don't fucking talk to me. Once again, nothing to do with him, just me. And you know what? He didn't. You know what he did? He came over, and he just started, like, looking at the YouTube video I was watching just for a second. Like trying, showing a little bit of interest, and so I paused it so he could see the title. He went, "Ah," oh. because it was ranking uh, household chores. And I told him what I told him that I said, "Yeah, he's got a." He asked, "Is is that mail in the S tier?" He said, "Yeah, he's got mail, sending out mail, cooking, and cleaning the fridge in S tier." Cullen goes, "What?" Which makes me uh, respond, yeah, I know, right? Cleaning the fridge fucking sucks. Like, who wants to do that shit? And look, already he got me to open up a little bit with his fucking mastermind pro tactics. Like, I don't know. That that just must come with being a dad or some shit. But just knowing that he didn't have to say shit to me and probably knowing that I didn't want him to. He just came over and showed an interest in some shit, which spurred me on. And you know what? 
I'm just analyzing it from his perspective. If I didn't, if I didn't, you know, if that didn't spur me on, he could have just walked away and it wouldn't have been a big deal. He wouldn't have really bothered me. So that was like the perfect fucking approach from him. And uh, shit like that just, I'm glad to have friends like that. That's, yeah. Speaking of friends like that, let me start talking about his younger brother, Mr. Aiden Martin. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm sure I've already said their last name. It felt weird to just put his whole government out there. But this week, we finally got some fucking dinner, all right? And I had to pin this motherfucker down to do it. You know, if you're listening right now, which I doubt you are, you don't listen to the podcast because... Hey, I pretty much tell Aiden everything that's going on as it's going on. So just be hearing the same shit twice. But if you're listening, man, I don't care, bro. I had to, <laughs> how long has it been? I've been trying to get, get us to go get Kukitas or to go to go back to Yama. And, and we'd been talking about it. We'd been talking about it. Hadn't planned an exact date. So I finally, Friday, I came back from lunch. You know me, three bowls deep. Feeling some kind of brave, feeling some kind of confidence, some kind of just not give a fuck attitude. I went up to him like, "Hey, bro. So what are we? What are we finna do this? What day are you free, man? I want to go get some fucking curry. When? When are you about it?" And he kind of just like, I feel like I've, uh, I feel like I've said this, um, like, fuck, not posture, this um, like body language that he's done before. He just kind of like. Stood straight up, put his arms out to his side, and took a deep breath. How about Tuesday or Thursday, man? So we we nailed it down, ended up going to Yama. Aiden pulled up, drove. It was actually right after he got his Suburban uh, back on the road, so that's what's up. Although his Honda is out of commission now, so that fucking sucks. I guess I'm looking at the pros and cons of having two cars. You have one if the other one fucks up, but then when the other one fucks up, you got to get ready for the when this one fucks up. It's just looks like you lose no matter which way you go, and that's just life, but we're heading out there. And man, it it might just be the fact that I wear earbuds all the time at work because goddamn, it's it's loud as shit. If I didn't wear earbuds, I'd have to wear earplugs or something just because my ears are pretty sensitive. But just riding up to Yama in in his car, just talking, I swear this dude's voice just sounded different. Just like a layer of relaxation and like not, just not being pressed to do something at the moment was just there. And it, it just felt, it felt really good to have a conversation like that. Just to not have to like do a job in between like splitting up a conversation like coming back later. Oh yeah, so what I was saying earlier, blah blah blah. It it was really cool and which feels weird to say, but I guess we really don't hang out that much outside of work anymore. But we pulled up to Yama, business as usual, got set. We already knew what the fuck we wanted. Got that curry. Curry came. I took a bite. And I'm thinking about it, thinking about what I'm eating, how I'm liking it. Aiden takes his bite. And he's just like, dude, I miss this so much. This shit is a fucking banger. And so I go, yep, I told you, bro. I'm glad we finally got out here. But in my head, I'm thinking, this shit tasted better the last time I was here. <laughs> and I don't know if it was because of that, that the last time was the first time I'd been back in so long. And so now it's just a, a familiar taste to me. Or maybe they were just lacking today, but... That curry was not as good as the the first curry that I had, like like a week or two uh, prior. But I wasn't going to say that. He's in front of me lapping the shit up. And Aiden, man, he hits his curry like a madman. I'm very sophisticated. I get a spoonful of rice. I take it over the, the pork, the fried pork cutlet bridge, over to the curry, a little dip, and then I eat it like that. Aiden shows no poise whatsoever. This dude grabs his spoon and just drags it all over the plate in a circle, just mixing everything together, cuts his pork up, mixes it all, makes one big little, it's, it's more of like a slurry than a curry, but that shit, I'm sure it still hit the same. I got no judgment on it. I just think it's fucking funny to, 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 to watch. Just the, uh, not the duality, I guess the, um, the contrast between how we, how we were both sitting there eating, but it was a good meal. Good conversation. Just a good time in general, man.
And I ended up paying for him. He was like, oh, man, I, I'll pay you back Friday, bro. I said, nah, don't worry about it. He said, well, man, I can't just I can't just not pay you back, man. I said, how about how about you just get the next one? He said, oh, OK, OK, I got you. I got you. So hopefully in the near future, we'll be going to Kukitas to get some fucking chilaquiles. I've been trying to get Aiden to try these forever. I'm the one who put them on chilaquiles in the first place. Same with his brother. And you know what? I was talking to Cullen about it too today. So we might just go there as a happy little threesome. Get us some chilaquiles. Everybody up there <laughs> giving us looks like, what are these white boys doing up at Kukitas? But we know what's up. That's all that matters. You can, you can wonder what we're doing here, but we know what we're doing here. We're getting some good-ass food, man. But yeah, that... Got to go to Yama with Aiden, bro. That was so awesome. And Aiden's actually been a pretty big influence on me this past week. This boy has been talking to me about The Last of Us 2. Just just little bits every day asking me, well, do you think there'd be a Last of Us 3? And, and every time I'm like, well, I don't know. But I do know that I'd have to really finish it before I have a good idea of what it you know, where it could go, what's really happening, my full, complete opinion on the game. So he kept going, he kept going on and on, like, hey, bro, you should, you should go back and finish the game, you should go back and finish the game. And I already knew I needed to, because eventually, they are going to make The Last of Us Season 2, and I need to be ready. I need to know what the actual story is from the game, so I know that the uh, the story they show me, I know where the, the little differences are, because that's really where I appreciate it. I think that I like the little nuances, the things they changed because none of them were bad. Don't get me wrong. If they added in something shitty, I'll be the first one like, Hey, that, uh, that was not what fucking happened. And that does not, I don't like that, but no, everything was for quality of life. I feel like it was all very good. So I'm going to need that frame of reference when that comes out. And sure enough, Aiden's been, Aiden was weighing on me. Aiden was weighing on me. On my on my conscience, on my mental. So Saturday, didn't have shit to do. Was feeling like a lazy day. That's what most of my Saturdays are. So I dusted off the old PS4. I took out the Persona disc after I made sure I saved it. 58 hours. I'm good. Got it all. Got it all on record. Uh, popped in the Last of Us disc. Didn't need to update or anything. Nice. Started it up. Started playing. And dude. The, the It's a third-person shooter game, and my character took up, like, half of my fucking TV. And so that's how I ended up getting a new TV this week. Uh, through Aiden's uh, influence, by part. In, in, in small part. In, in large part, I would say. But, yeah. I, I said, this is not gonna work. I can't make out shit. Plus, it's way too dark. If you've, ever, if you've ever played The Last of Us, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, I, I went to Walmart, got a TV. It was only 200 bucks for a 50-inch. And then the, the TV that I had already, when my old TV was like a 3-footer, a 36-inch. And then when I got home, I set up the new TV. And I put my old TV in front of the new TV just to really get like a a good idea of how much of an improvement I'm getting and dude it's a it's a world of difference I got to say just it's like an ex, I mean obviously it's an extra 14 inches on one side of the TV but it's also taller it's just great in general also this TV's a smart TV not that I really needed that I would have got I would have gone for a bigger TV that was cheaper if it wasn't a, if they had any that weren't smart just because I already have a Chromecast and everything that I need but it's a smart TV. That's cool. It's got Apple AirPlay. I can like screen mirror fucking porn onto my TV if I really want to. <laughs> just blast that shit so my neighbors can hear. Yeah, just uh, like you know all that stuff I'm into, like cake farting, <laughs> and, like stinky feet porn. Yeah, just oh my gosh, my socks are so sweaty. Just yeah, every, all the neighbors hear that shit. So I'm really living it up now. And more than anything, I think the final push, like obviously, yes, I wanted to play that game and my character took up half the screen. There's no way it was going to work. But the final push that made me get a TV 
that day rather than just wait for no reason? Well, it's, yeah, it's because I'd just be waiting for no reason. It's not like, um, I don't know, it's not like food that I'm going to buy and eat and go through and then need to buy again. A TV's like kind of an investment, I feel like. Like the sooner I buy that TV, the more use I'm going to get out of it going forth from there. Um, like if I, if I wait a, um, three months to get a TV and the price doesn't drop, nothing changes. I've just wasted that three months. I'm still spending the same $200 that I have right now on the TV. I'm just waiting and getting less use out of it. So that was my thought. That was how I justified it. Fuck it. I'm going to get the TV now. And that way I'll get the most use out of this investment, this entertainment investment. TV's been dope. Super happy with it. I will say, though, that shit barely fit into my car. I don't know if you drive a Mustang, you're planning on picking up a TV. I would suggest, unless you live like three minutes from the Walmart like I do, I'd suggest you ask for some help from someone. Or, you know what, maybe if you don't have, maybe if I didn't have an air compressor tank in my trunk, I would have been able to fit it, but I still don't think I would. Basically, what I had to do, I had to... Put the, fold the passenger seat, put that all the way up. Put the TV in the back seat uh, behind everything else and then go hop in the driver's seat and just try to push my seat as far back as I could so that I, I might actually be able to sit up straight. Yeah, so, so I thought. I was not able to sit up straight. I was bent in that bitch like a fucking, I don't know, like a seven pretty much. Like, like, like my back was a question mark. That shit was not comfortable. Literally, the, the steering wheel was four inches from my face. So I was just sitting in the Walmart parking lot wondering if I was going to make it. If I should maybe call dad or some shit. Someone with a truck to come help me. Come save me, please, sir. I cannot carry this TV to my abode. But I said, fuck it. I, I, I don't care if I can't see the side mirror. I don't care if I can't see the rear view because it's blocked by this TV. I don't care if, literally, this this is what I kept thinking. If I get hit, I'm done. Like, my ass is a pretzel. I'm, I'm never walking straight again. Just, I'm fucked up from the ground up if I get hit right now. Regardless of that, I said, no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to drive not super slow because I don't want people going around me and so I have to worry about not being able to see people in my side views and then they're just in front of me all of a sudden. So I was going a moderate pace, but I was being very fucking very cautious. And you know what? I made it. I made it. Had to carry it up the stairs and set it up. And the rest is history. So yeah. And the next day I finished The Last of Us. So it paid off. It was all... It was all going towards something. I'm going to go ahead and talk about The Last of Us a little bit. So, mild spoilers. Just skip like two minutes ahead if you care that much. But the game's been out for a while. Basically, the reason that I stopped playing was because you have to play as the enemy of the game. Like, everybody knows the main characters by now, right? Joel and Ellie. Well, The Last of Us 2, you spend most of the time playing Ellie, trying to kill this girl named Abby. And then halfway through, right when you get to the climax of the story, pretty much, right? Like, Ellie finds her, hunts her down, and they have their confrontation. At that moment, as the confrontation starts, there's a flashback. Like, a few years back or some shit. And you have to start playing as Abby, the person that you've been trying to fucking kill this whole time. Because you hate her. Because she did some horrible fucking shit that I'm not going to say. But... Having to, it's just so ass. Look, look, look. Having to play as the person that you were trying to kill the whole time in a game that is based on survival and staying alive is so counterproductive, counterintuitive. I mean, I get that they were trying to maybe like make a point as to everyone has their own struggles. You need to look at this from different perspectives. Everyone's not just wrong or right. I get maybe that's where they were coming from, but dude, I just, I wanted to see every death animation. I really did. Like, every time she died, every time I fucked up and she'd get killed, I'd cheer. Like, yeah, you dumb bitch. Yeah, good. And there's even, um, 
Well, let me say this. I thought that the flashback would just be for a little bit, just to give a little bit of context. And then as I was playing, they brought in a new upgrade screen and a new like character upgrade thing for, for her specifically. And that's when I knew, fuck, this is going to be for a while. This is not going to be short-lived. So I played through that, play all the way through that. And eventually you get to where you get back to the encounter from the other end. So you're against Ellie and you're trying to fuck her up. And I like that they kind of made Ellie the ultimate boss person, uh, like in enemy. I don't want to say like, because they're all humans, so I don't really know what to call them. Made them the ultimate boss, like enemy, because everyone else that you fight, pretty easy. It's just numbers, basically. You sneak around them, you grab them, you fucking hit them. You can honestly run towards them and just smack the shit out of them with a monkey wrench most of the time. And they only get like one shot on you, so it doesn't matter. Ellie, if you fuck up, she was one shot killing your ass. And you know what? Every time, I enjoyed it. There there were times where she would uh, just pull out her machete and stick it into Abby's side and completely eviscerate her ass. And I was clapping. I was a, I was a willing audience. I was celebrating it. There, there was another one where she got... Abby gets shot with a shotgun. And the, the death scene has, like, Abby looking up with almost like sadness and wait, no, forgive me on her face. And then Ellie just completely (laughs) blasts her in the fucking face with a shotgun. I mean, it's so, it feels really nice when shit like that happened, but to try to kill Ellie was so ass. And look, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the ending because I was not super satisfied with it. In this encounter, you, uh, you, you start to kill Ellie, but then you end up just not even killing Ellie. You just kill one of her friends. You don't kill uh, Dina or anything. You just let him go. And, and Abby says, I don't ever want to see you again. That's the end of it. And I know that it sounds like I'm complaining when I say that she let Ellie go, like Ellie's not the main character. But dude, if I've spent hours playing from your perspective... At this point, I just want to get done. I want to do what needs to be done. And if I had to play five hours for Abby just for her not to kill Ellie, it's like, what's the fucking point? But she doesn't. It switches back to Ellie's perspective. And guess what? Three years later, some some odd time later, Ellie goes back out to find Abby. And she does. And it's pretty cool getting up to that point. There's a like just chaos going on. You get a silenced SMG. Shit's cool. The coolest gun in the game, honestly. Just someone's dead. Cool shit. But you get to this climax where you cut Abby down from this pillar because she tried to escape. And she looks horrible, honestly. Abby is this huge man of a woman. Just just the way she's built. She's built like an ox. And I'm not the only one saying that. It's... It's said in the story multiple times because she is. That's how they describe her. But when she pulls her off this, like, pillar that she was on, she's like, oh, my gosh. She is malnourished horribly. Like, her arms are almost the size of Ellie's. And Ellie's built, like, a 14-year-old scrawny girl. So it's, like, it's a complete change. And it was kind of shocking even for me. My jaw dropped. But you pull her down from there. And you almost, you start to let her leave just because everything's in such disarray and she looks like shit. And then at the last moment, Ellie stops her. She says, I can't let you leave here. I can't let you leave. And so I start cheering like, yeah, yeah, fight, 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 fight. And so they start. And through a long and winding battle where they're both just fucking each other up, eventually Ellie starts drowning this bitch. And right before she kills her, she decides to let her go. And I'm guessing it's because she had this flash of a memory of Joel in her head, and she decided that's this isn't what I need to do. And so she let Abby escape. The person we've been chasing down this whole fucking game to kill, the person that we found, they almost killed us, let us go. We're going to chase him down again to kill him. And guess what? We're not killing him this time either. Holy shit, dude. Like, can I just say unsatisfying? That's how that feels. Unsatisfying. 
But I'm thinking that maybe the longer I sit on this ending, I'm going to come to respect it in a new way or appreciate it from a new light standpoint, whatever. But after after that, she does not kill Abby. She heads home, right? She heads home to this farm that her and Dina had lived on. Dina, who she left to go chase Abby again. Obviously, Dina was very upset. And guess what? Ellie gets back. Not only is Dina gone from their house, so is everything they had, except for Ellie's shit. And the baby is gone, too. The baby that they were raising together. It's It's all gone. So the game... Ends with Ellie playing a guitar like Joel taught her to, but she can't fucking play it right because Abby bit two of her fingers off. So that's upsetting. That's depressing. Then she leaves the guitar there. The game zooms into the window and she walks off. That's the end of the game, dude. That is the end. Of that that's what I waited two years ish and then came back to finish to find. That's the end of the game. I have mixed feelings. I really do. I feel like they're wanting us to like... I feel like the conclusion the director wants us to come to is that Ellie shouldn't have went out and chased this revenge. It didn't plan out. It didn't pan out for her. And she ended up losing more than she gained. But now what? What the fuck does that leave me with now? I That leaves me feeling unsatisfied with mixed fucking feelings. That's where. I just... And Aiden asked me if there's going to be a Last of Us 3. There could be. With an ending like that, I don't fucking know, man. There could be. Which maybe that was their intention too. So kudos. But I'm just... I'm left exhausted. I don't know. I started playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, not Kingdom Hearts 2. I started playing Kingdom Hearts as well. I started playing the third one. There's a DLC I hadn't finished. It's cool seeing all the cutscenes, but god damn, it's just... I mow through the bosses so easily. It's not fun, like, at all. It really isn't, but been doing that, been doing that. Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, yeah, I went to my parents yesterday. Do laundry, you know, the usual. Made my weekly trip up there. And they've had a rabbit for a little while. Maybe you heard about it on my podcast with Mom. The rabbit stays in the kids' bathroom, and so... That's somewhere I frequent as I have to urinate. Every time I go in there, I do my business, and then I mess with it a little bit. Because it's a fucking, it's a rabbit. I've never had a rabbit before. It's right there on the ground. You're telling me you're going to just walk past a rabbit and not interact with it in any way? Not try to pet it? Not to get its attention? Come on. No one has that much self-control. Unless you know it's going to kill you. But I'm trying to interact with this rabbit. And basically, what I've learned is... Either this rabbit in particular or just rabbits as a species do not like me at all. She will, I mean this time, I walked in the restroom, she like jumped out of her little bed that she was in and came halfway toward me, energetic as fuck. And so I reciprocated, uh, not necessarily in a fast way, but I kind of crept, crouched down and reached my hand out like you would a dog and let her sniff my hand. And then she almost tried biting my fingers, which was my fault. We we were we had just finished eating dinner. I should have washed my hands or some shit. She didn't bite me, but she tried. So then I tried to pet her on, on her head and her back and her ears, and she just turned around and <laughs> jumped back right back into her little bed. So I peed, went about my business, washed my hands, tried petting her again, and this this time I was petting her. I was petting her. She starts like. <clears throat> almost growling a little bit, like, so I don't know what that sound means, I've never had a rabbit before, I get a little weary, I'm still kind of trying to pet her a little bit, and then, there it is, I get hit with the rabbit attack, what is the rabbit attack, you're wondering, well I didn't know before this moment myself, but A rabbit attack is when they use their two front legs and they just stamp them down really, really hard and really fast. And rabbits have claws or like nails like I was unaware of. And so it does scratch a little bit, but it's just a small little rabbit. So it was no big deal, but I was shocked. I had no idea that this was the rabbit's defense tactic. 
I guess I had never considered defense tactics for a, a rabbit. I, I, I assumed running away was the main, uh, the main method of survival. I, <laughs> I was surprised. It, it scared me a little bit, but I left it alone, went back out, and Mom said that they had carrot shavings to feed the rabbit. So I got that bowl, went in there, hunched over again, and then I started a little game where I'd hold out a carrot shaving, and maybe the rabbit wouldn't come out, so I'd ease it closer to her, closer to her, and then she'd come out, and then I'd use it to bait her all the way out, like right by where I was crouched over. She'd start eating it, and then I'd pet her. I repeated this over and over again until I was out of carrot shavings, because that was fun, man. I... I <laughs> It, it kind of felt like taming an animal almost and and not like a not like I felt like that at the moment but looking back it's pretty cool and I was definitely enthralled in the whole thing I mean I was entertained I, mean, <laughs> I maybe spent like 10 minutes doing that but it was pretty cool man uh, and but yeah I learned how rabbits attack did you know that I just never really I figured they just ran away didn't have any any mean bones in their body but yeah that little that rabbit isn't more than a foot long, but it'll stamp its little feet down like it's going to do something, man. That shit's hilarious. But that's pretty cool. And then that's, uh, more or less, that's it for this week, man. I do not have much to say. I think we all know what that means. Yeah? Shall we? Shall we? Let's. All right. Am I the asshole? Asshole judges other assholes. There we go. That's my little theme song for that. Am I the asshole? <coughs> oh, dude, let me talk about this real quick. If you if you need a good album to listen to, go listen to The Great Escape by Larry June and produced by The Alchemist. Holy shit. Nothing but fucking bangers, dude. Uh, just Just like a master class in production... And Larry June is, I've always loved his lyrical style, like just the things that he chooses to talk about and the messages that he chooses to um, put forward. Like it's all positivity. It's all, he, you know, if he's talking shit about someone, he's doing it in a witty way that's like drawing attention to something else, like a like an overarching problem that that dude is unknowingly taking part in. Like it's all intellectually uh, charged and... It's not just like him hating, but it's it's always cool listening to Larry June. And I was pleasantly surprised. Not that I had, you know, any kind of bad expectations for this project, but just just for it to be all good like it was. It was cool. It was surprising. And and it was uh I listened to it the day it came out, and I don't normally do that. So that's positive reinforcement for uh listening to li- stuff like that. Still need to listen to that Shane Noir shit. And you know what? I tried to buy a vinyl of The Great Escape. I didn't know that they were going to drop it that Friday. And so I got there two hours late. And of course, all the OB strips, all the colored vinyls are already sold out. And I don't want just the plain one if I'm going to spend 40 bucks. If I'm going to already spend 40 bucks on the plain one, I'd rather spend 50 and get the cool one. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, dude. You should check that shit out. Also, I listened to... the. Uh, a tribe called Quest today, and I want to I want to start off by saying I'm not like a, a stranger to a tribe called Quest. I, I have a few songs of them on my liked, but I don't think I've ever gone through a, a an album just start to finish of theirs. At least not any time that I can remember. So I listened to a low end theory or the low end theory. That shit is awesome, man, and and it it just feels so wholesome. It, it feels. Like, a lot of hip-hop today feels overproduced and disingenuous, but this stuff, like, literally, the production on it is so simple and catchy. I'm not sure about this, but I remember hearing that Q-Tip did a lot of the production for their songs, like, um, Relax Yourself, Girl, Be Settled Down. What 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 song is that? Uh, electric Relaxation. That Literally, the, the beat for that is just... Boom, boom. Bam, boom. Just just like a, a chill bass line that's really relaxed. And then every now and then he'll add keys on top of that. Or he'll take the keys out for like a, a little 
chorus or not not a chorus, like a little verse section. It's just so simple and not overcomplicated at all, yet it does the job and it's fucking catchy. Like I've heard other people sample that beat and I didn't even know it until coming back to it, but it's uh it's that, it's the simplicity of their beats, the simplicity of their raps. Like they're it's so hard to really describe it. It's it's sort of like the way MF Doom, like MF Doom will just rap about like a bag of Cheetos and how he was going to the store and he slipped on a banana peel or some shit. And every 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 bar that he uses, he uses words that are common. Like they're 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 everyday words that we'd throw in and they're so common that they don't feel like they belong in a rap song almost or at least not in that order. Like he just like MF Doom could be rapping about I I I can't can't come up with any specific examples off the off the dome. He could be rapping about how he was cleaning his house and he he could go into detail about how he made sure he flipped the cups upside down after he dried them out inside all around or some shit. And he would word that in a way that makes it interesting, that makes it catch on that I'm like, "Oh shit, did he just fucking say that in that way?" And I would say that a tribe called Quest does something pretty similar because um a lot of the times they'll have, they'll, it'll literally be a subject that the song is about and they're rapping about that subject, but it doesn't feel like a presentation. It doesn't feel like someone's giving me like a Google Slides reading off the screen. Well, if we're talking about this, the main point is this, 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 and this. They, It, it feels organic, like they're having a conversation about it. It's their real perspectives and it's uh, they're not afraid to be humorous with it and kind of non-serious. It just all fits together so well. And I think the cherry on top, believe it or not, is like, it's their voices, dude. Q-Tip just, he sounds like the type of dude that, that sits at the club like on the weekend just talking up ladies. And not the one that everybody looks at when they walk in and they shake their head at him because they know like, uh, this dude being a fucking prick like belligerent just uh making a scene like that no that's not q-tip q-tip's voice sounds like the like a smooth old head who's like in the corner he doesn't really have to try to get a girl's attention he just got to say it's like he just got to come in with a line that he's used uh, a thousand times before but it's not played out that shit still works he's gonna come in with that line what's up love and then that there it is. That's Q-Tip's voice to me. That shit is velvet smooth, and you can hear it in his delivery. And then when he starts to be a little more playful, a little more energetic, it, it, it plays off of what you think his voice is already going to be, which is reserved. So it sounds even even more better in that, in that uh, respect. I hope that's all coming clear. I hope this isn't just a rant. But And then Fife, bro. Fife, like... He has like this boyish energy to 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 his verse, to to his words, like like a self confidence almost, like like a little chip on his shoulder. I can hear when he's rapping, like he's gonna rap his ass off, and then regardless of what I thought about his verse, that shit doesn't matter because he knows that his verse that he just spit was dope as fuck. Like that's the energy that I get from his voice. And you know what? Maybe I really do just read into all this shit too much and none of that is apparent for anyone else, but I could care less. I couldn't care less. That That's how you're supposed to use that. I could not care less because I, I really enjoyed it and that shit made me feel better. Like it made my day a little better listening to some new music I hadn't heard before that was um, impressive. It was just good and uh, yeah, so check that out too, A Tribe Called Quest. I also ran back through Tana Talk 3 because I know that's one of my favorite albums. I was just in the mood where I, I... What's some shit that I know I like that I want to listen to? That shit's a classic, bro. No skips. Derringer and The Alchemist just painted such a pretty fucking picture for Benny to come over and rap to. Because Benny has had good verses, good lyrics since he started. I mean, the earliest shit that I've heard is 17 Bullets. Crazy, crazy lyrics. I mean, one of his uh, one of his songs has like a cool concept where the, the album's called 17 Bullets, right? And the song's called like, um, 
three bullets left or some shit. And the whole song is rapping about like what he's using the bullets for. And he's like, I got one bullet left. Crack, crack. I'm pretty sure that's how it ended or some shit like that. Like he's doing cool. He was doing cool conceptual shit. He was still making all of his sports references that honestly, I'm never going to actually know who those people are. But the way he's referring them, I'm like, oh, yeah, throwing them shits like he's Tony, Tony Montana. I bet he fucking was. <laughs> Oh, he, you know, he's making the brick, he's making the brick jump like some NBA player that makes dunks. I, I bet he fucking was. I don't know who that dude's name is, but I get the, I get what he's going for. Like this shit's just, it's so nice. It's skillful, and um, it's been like that since the beginning. So on an album like Tana Talk Three, where he can get Alchemist, the Alchemist, and Derringer. To make these grimy, boom bappy, old school sounding beats. Some of them that don't even sound that old school. Like uh, Babs intro. That shit doesn't sound old school. That shit sounds like the victory scene in a movie. Here, I'm going to play it real quick. Intro, Babs. Like, bro, it's the horns, the just how laid back it all is. It feels like I just won. Like, I'm doing the victory lap right now. Like, this is the end of the movie. I am Rocky, and I just knocked the motherfucker out. Adrian's in my arms, and I'm looking out at the crowd. Everybody cheering. My face is fucked up, but I don't care because the adrenaline's hitting. That's what that song feels like to me. And just, just from the beat. And then Benny goes over and matches that energy, talking about where he's come from. If if you weren't if you weren't up on or if you weren't up with me on these long nights, nah, you won't feel me. That type of shit. Just all of his pain, all the shit he's been through, and how it's came back around and helped him out. Like that. That's the whole. That's what it felt like from the beat, and that's what he gave in the lyrics, and it just comes together perfectly to make an amazing song. And, you know, I was surprised listening back to Tana Talk 3 because there were a lot of songs that, um, like, Fast Eddie is, is the one that comes to mind. That's not, like, a song that I think of when I think of Tana Talk 3, just off the top of my head. But I, I was listening, I was really actually listening to his verse in the song because I've heard the song m- multiple times. And I heard some new shit that I hadn't heard before that made me, like, start cheesing and go, shit, no way he just said that. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Trying to find it. Okay, I got it, got it. Like, bro, I ain't with all this rap crap. I bag smack fam. Pap, pap, this black Mac, then flatten that man. Dude. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. Like, and, and the whole album is full of shit like that. Like, it's not one song that you don't turn your head and go, man, that dude can fucking write a bar. That's like this one, um... That's like this one Helta Kelta song. I'll play it. And then, maybe I'll do one Am I the Asshole, because I've somehow managed to fill time, but... Let's see. Um, I, I think it's it's either let the brains blow or the square. Let's see. Ah, oh, they don't have fucking lyrics. That sucks. They don't have lyrics, so I can't just go straight to it. it it's it's something. He says something like, "My here, I'll just I'll just find it and then go to it. Just do one second. Okay, I found it. It was not either of the songs. Wow. 
my gat greets that don't recognize my rap sheet. That shit is hard, bro. Helta Skelta is a great album as well. If you if you want like a a hip hop duo to listen to that just bounce off of each other and both have just cold hard fucking bars, Helta Skelta, Nocturnal. That shit is no skips, dude. Check it out, man. I've been I've been talking about that shit forever it feels like, but All right. Let's get one out of the way, one and done. Am I the asshole? We're going to go to top posts of this week. Am I the asshole for kicking my son's girlfriend out of our house? I'm guessing that she was being a bitch, so probably not. Am I the asshole for canceling the birthday party I planned to throw for my wife after what she did? I'm guessing she fucked another dude, so you're probably not in the wrong. See, I'm I'm trying to... Maybe I'm a little jaded when it comes to this am I the asshole stuff. I'm trying to avoid reading a full one and then realizing when I get to the end that shit was not worth reading. But let's, uh, oh shit, I ended up on relationship advice somehow. I'm honestly looking for one where it says that they're the asshole because those are all fucking fun. And those are the ones that are funny. And the, top, the the first 10 on here are not the asshole. And the deal with those is it's going to be one of those where I read it and it's just like it, it, the title is, Am I the asshole for cutting off my wife a week before our um, we renew our vows? And you read it and you think, well, maybe there's a good chance, yeah get all the way through it and it's like she fucked his best friend, she jerked off his brother and she sent his dad her nudes. It's like, well no, dude, you are not no, what in what universe are you the asshole? So, that's that's why I'm trying to look for one where they are the asshole cuz those are fun to judge. And we got here are the first two I found, all right? This is where we're going to make a we're going to make a choice. I'm going to choose one to read, I'm not going to read the other, and then we're going to think Maybe in an alternate dimension, an alternate reality, maybe Sean read the other question. And this podcast went in a completely different direction for the next seven minutes. Hey, who knows? All right, we got Am I the Asshole? With, with this one isn't even phrased right. Look, this, the bottom one is phrased right. I'll read that one first. Am I the Asshole for asking for more money for my car? That's uh, That's coherent. That's understandable. This other one... Am I the asshole? My wife's brother heard us doing it. <laughs> They're so distraught about the situation, they didn't even take time to use the correct grammar. Just uh, category. Am I the asshole? What the problem? My wife's brother heard us fucking. Just, just trying to get it out. Reddit, wh- what do I do? Just fucking. Oh my gosh. I just. I hope y'all heard the keyboard noise at least, because I just spammed that Windows error noise in my headset to make that happen. I hope it was worth it. And I also hope you know it's really not a question of which one I'm choosing. I know in the alternate reality, too, I'm always going to choose. My wife's brother heard us doing it. (laughs) That just sounds more interesting. Oh, it's short. Damn it. Hey, maybe that's what the brother said. But, um, Anyway. Am I the asshole... My wife's brother heard us doing it. Hello, everybody. So me, male 26, and my wife, female 25, live by ourselves in an apartment. Her brother is visiting from out of town. Oh, goodness. One night, myself and my wife got a bit frisky and start having sex. Her brother heard from our spare room and decided to complain to our parents that we were being too loud and not taking his feelings into consideration. Her parents sided with him and are giving us a whole lot of grief because he overheard us. After this, I said he can fuck off and stay with his parents while he's here because it's my house and I'll do whatever I want in my house. My wife thinks I'm overreacting and we should just not do it while he's here. Am I the asshole? Wow. I went on a roller coaster of which side I was on throughout that. But because it was so short, I didn't want to stop and give you a a quick check-in as to where I was at. But, dude. All right, let's break it down. Let's break it down here. Play by play. All right, in the first half, 
he uh he hurt his sister having sex. Now that's not really something you want to encounter, especially if you're taking a little vacation, a little uh, sabbatical back to your home. All right, that's nothing someone wants to walk into as their little sister, who they have to love and protect, getting absolutely fucking demolished by their brother-in-law. No one wants to be in that situation. But I gotta call a flag on the play. They uh. Really shouldn't have brought it up to moms and pops. That's that's never okay. All right, no one ever. That's not in the playbook. We there there should be a code or a byline against that somewhere. That's really you just never need to tell your parents about fucking it, it, at all. That's never a conversation to be had, especially when you're snitching. Uh, yeah, no, dude. <laughs> if you hear someone fucking in their house, I really don't think there's much. Much complaint you can say. Now, I will say it would have been courteous for them to wait or just not. But you know what? It might have been just been spur of the moment. They might have had a drink or some shit like, oh, come here. And then it ends up happening. And you know what? Once you've uh, once you've taken the hood off of a falcon, that shit has got to go kill something. All right. It's got to pounce on a mouse. It's got to grab something up in its beak and rip that shit to shreds. You got to do something to to, to relieve the inner. The, I'm sorry, to alleviate the uh, built up tension before you put the hood back on that falcon. All right. So if you are staying at someone's house, your sister's house, and you heard her fucking, I really don't think in any circumstance the thing to do is to go, mom. <laughs> They were fucking while I was there. I heard them. That's not that's not mature. That's not fucking like that's not helpful. That's literally just gonna make everything worse like it has. And see, then second half. Alright. We're back with the second half. Whenever the guy said that he can fuck off and stay with his parents because it's my house and I'll do whatever I want in my house. You're right. But that's one of those things where that should just be understood. You shouldn't. Saying that almost makes it, like, takes power away from it. Like, oh, okay, big man, your house, you're never wrong. That's what it sounds like. But in in, in actuality, they were wrong, and it was your house. But because of the way you phrased it, you just come off like an asshole. That's what I think. So, am I the asshole? Man, it's hard to say. Well, no, I don't think it's hard to say. I think he is the asshole. I'm just reluctant to say that he is because I would have done the same shit. If so, if I found out, like, really, dude, you told my fucking mom-in-law that I was smashing her daughter while you were here and that just bothered you too much? Yeah, get the fuck out of my house. What the fuck? This is, this is no Motel 6. This is no, like, Marriott. What the fuck were you expecting? But I do, see, I, f- I know that I would do that, but I also do feel like, mm, no, 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 I really, honestly, yeah, I, I don't feel like they have to wait till he leaves. I really don't. I'm sorry. That just feels like too much. If you're staying in someone else's house and you're a grown-ass person, grown-ups do grown-up things, bro. Now, if they were fucking, like, in the hallway and you walked out and saw that shit, then, yeah, fucking bad on them. But sounds like... That's just one of those things where you got to put your earbuds in and roll over. (laughs) Put on a podcast or some shit. Get through it, because you will get through it. But, as I said previously, Reddit already deemed them the asshole uh, before I could. So, let's see what they have to say. Look, kind of, you're the asshole. I get it's your home, and you can do what you'd like, blah, 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 but don't fuck loud enough to to disturb your guest isn't an unreasonable ask. Yeah, that's true. And listening to your siblings have sex is an uncomfortable situation for both siblings. So it's no wonder your wife isn't enthusiastic about having sex knowing her brother can hear her. Yep, that, that's pretty spot on. Ooh, here we go, here we go. We don't really get any of these um, answers, so I forget that it's actually an option. But this person says, everyone sucks here. One of the things about being an adult and having sex is being aware of your surroundings and who you might be sharing a space with. You stated that you did nothing to mitigate any noise, so in that sense, you and your wife suck. 
However, adults have sex, and that's a fact of life. Your brother-in-law had multiple choices to consider before running to his parents. These include turning on a TV, using headphones, or the wild thought of accepting that married people have sex and mentioning that he can hear you. So then you can make adjustments. There's no way it's reasonable to ask you to refrain from sex with your wife in the privacy of your own bedroom. Asking you to keep the noise down is a reasonable request. You know what? That person has swayed me over and reminded me that everyone sucks here is an option. So I will say that. Everyone sucks here. The brother the brother, uh, overreacted and definitely shouldn't have ever told the parents. That's just fucking weird, dude. Why would I... What, what does that conversation go like? Hey, mom. Yeah? How, how's your stay with your sister? I heard her fucking. How could she? Like... I don't I don't I don't imagine a world in where that conversation is beneficial or pleasant in any way. So the brother sucks for that reason. But yeah, they could have been more um they could have been less careless. They could have been more um hospitable and been quieter when they were fucking or some shit. But the way that he reacted and, and kind of just told him to fuck off, get out of my house, that also makes him an asshole too. So Yeah, everyone sucks here. And I feel I actually feel pretty good about that judgment. Let's see if there's one more comment to read. You're the asshole because you didn't even try to do it quietly or consider your guest at all. Yeah, your house, your rules, but no normal person expects their stay at someone's house to include being involved in their exhibitionist play, which is what this is when you knowingly have sex and hearing distance from someone that is... When you knowingly have sex and hearing distance from someone, that is a form of exhibitionism. Your brother-in-law did not consent to being part of that and was understandably upset by it. And then the next person responded, Some pe- sometimes people just have sex while someone else is in the same house. That's not exhibitionism unless it was intentional and they were getting off on it. It's just life. Calm down. Thank you, bud. Thank you for evening him out a little bit. Though I do, I do get the general message of what he's saying. Well, that's going to be all for this, this week's segment of Asshole Judges Other Assholes. Am I the asshole? All right. I hope you had a great week. I hope your week continues to go well if it has. And if not, I hope it gets better. I'm going to try to have a better week myself because I've been having some pretty good weeks these past few weeks. And I'm not going to let one or two bad days ruin that if I don't have to. So let's see what I can do tomorrow, right? Wake up with a positive attitude. I'm definitely going to go to the fucking gym, all right? Four days this week. I'm going to hit it, but... Hope you all are taking care, and I hope everything's going well. Just really take it easy. Later.